This is PFA Conversations presented by the Professional Footballers Association. Hi and welcome to PFA Conversations. I'm your host Marcus Fjertoft and I'm very excited to share with you our follow-up interview with Cesc Fabregas. This interview took place at London Colney on Arsenal's training ground as he was there for a couple of days alongside Jack Wilshire and PFA coach David Bridges to gain the necessary experience to obtain his license. Now, as I sat down with him, we discussed his experience in pursuing his coaching badges with the PFA and the insights he's gained, but also the differences and challenges being a coach as opposed to a player, being a student of a game in which he knows so much about, but then being able to communicate that to the players. We also discussed how it was working with Jack Wilshire again, his old prodigy, his analytical approach to watching games, which could amount to five to six games a day. And then lastly, defining how Arteta's psychological approach in managing his players is so unique. This will be part of a coaching video that we will make available on our YouTube channels in which you can see eight minutes of Cesc Fabregas being mic'd up for the entirety of the session, which I would strongly recommend to see how he works. Then I'll leave you to it for PFA Conversations with Cesc Fabregas. What is your, what is your position in here? Go a little bit here. What are you doing? Here? You're holding him like this or you're coming to the ball? Depends on what you want to do. What, do you, what, what is your strength, you think? Attacking the space or coming to the ball, holding, attacking the space. So man, you have to do this. Bam, this is the run. Here, when we are in two areas, come, come with the ball. This is the run. Always. Because if not, for them it's super easy to stay, you know? They stay with you, no problem. But when we attack, and if not, there is always this combination. When you're playing against five, the most important is to attack the space. Come, and then third man, always. We don't make this type of runs ever. We're just playing wide and dribble or come back and switch. You're here at Arsenal now. How's it being back? Yeah, it's nice. I mean, uh, I'm very thankful to them that uh, they helping me, you know, to do my, my A license. They're welcoming me to the training ground. And uh, it's great working with, with Jack and all the people at the academy. You're now working with the PFA and taking, and taking your badges. I'm curious how that correspondence is in the process of attaining your licenses. What's that communication like with, with a guy like David Bridges, for instance, in terms of learning the trade in a way? Well, it's super important for me. I'm learning so much uh, from them because they always challenge you. They always uh, give you tips, advices that uh, sometimes you don't think about. And obviously they have the, the experience of many other coaches and many, many years of uh, coaching themselves. And that's uh, really uh, helpful for me because obviously I have lots of ideas. Um, I have my methods and, and my views, but uh, you know, when, when we talk about them, they always challenge you in other, in other ways, in, in other kind of roads that football can take you, even if it's training sessions or, or tactics or um, game time uh, substitutions, mm. half-time talks, you know, so it's um, how to plan pre-season, how to plan uh, blocks, you know, do, of four or six weeks, you know, depending on what you want to work, you know, uh, with your players identifying your player, identifying what's best for them, what's best suited for them in terms of system-wise, uh, because we all ha have thoughts of how we want our team to play. 
but definitely after you will always take different teams, different profiles of players, and you need to identify what's best for you to mm. play and, and, and to go forward with, uh, with that team. Sometimes it will be a 4-3-3, sometimes it could be that this team is not really suited for a 4-3-3, so you have to change, find another solution, 4-2-3-1, 4-4-2, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, you know, they, they are being so, so helpful in, in, in this way. So as that ball rolls across there, right, and you pass it to him, boom, then go and talk, talk about it. Okay. So everything you talked about, just the same, yeah. but just roll the ball as you're talking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. So the players yeah, can yeah, actually yeah. see because it's there. As you roll it. But what did I do? You, the ball just stayed at your feet. Yeah, stayed at so, your feet. And then yeah. you talked about talked to those three players in that, that triangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you just got to roll the ball to them. And then as that ball, where do you move? It's all about game intelligence. Ball here. You're putting pressure. Ah, now we're talking. Roll the ball. You were a bit there. You're understanding. He's fixed by him. Jimmy came in between the lines, into the pocket. Pass me the ball. That's where you make the difference in football. eh? You're facing the whole game. What are you going to do? Pam, pam. You can play wide. You can play to Jack, who's making the run. You can create a one against one and shoot. You get it? But it's all about your movement as well, huh? Because if you don't move the movement, I can play you. If not, I can't. But well done. It's a great ball. You need to understand that as well. Okay, come on, switch on, play. You touched upon it briefly there as well in terms of the insights you provide. What are some of the main insights you gain from taking your badges? Are there certain things? Because you've experienced so much on the field that few can compare to, but the same time you come in here as a as a student willing to learn are there certain revelations or, or lessons that you get from that oh definitely every day is a is a lesson is a challenge for me is a thing because you have to understand for 20 years i've seen the game from the inside i never really knew what is happening behind the scenes how coaches are working how they are planning how they're they are identifying different things in different parts of the of the season, and uh, definitely always here as well, talking to to Per Mertesacker, to Luke, you know, uh, to Mikkel, to Edu, you know, who, who I know from before, obviously, and I played uh, with Edu, and also learning what it's all about um, in this in this process. And as you said, you said the right word. I'm a student. In this case, and even you know, uh, though I, I played for a very long time and I had the best coaches, you know, to to find out things uh, from yourself and uh, analyzing how you want or what you want to do in the future, it's very very important for me. And definitely, there's so many lessons to to be learned in the in the way. I like the fact that you keep moving around. It's good. You can you play with flow, but two times you are all in the same lane. You were here. He was there. Where do I pass the ball? It's no space. Then here as well. You have to make sure that if you go, Jimmy, you have to understand to come deeper. Always have the structure in your mind. If we play with the structure, we are lost. They will make contra-attacks, they will score goals. And Gray, I want you a little bit more. You need to try to score goals. You need to make it real. It's too easy for the red. Now I have to admit, I was on my Instagram and I saw a story of yours pop up. And it was a Sunday and you said, it was listing five to six games that you're going to watch on the day, yeah. which is an incredible commitment on the topic of being a student. How do you approach watching that many games? Well, um, 
Obviously, now nowadays you can watch games at 12.30, 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 9 o'clock. I'm sure your so, wife will be very happy So it's that, great. Huh? Yeah, that's, that's, that's my life. Uh, in every time we have days off, or I, I don't think there's a day that I don't watch a football game. And my approach, basically, it's to understand who I'm watching, what I'm going to find out, what I'm expecting, and then write down a little bit what I expect about these two teams that are going to play and see what's happening during the game analyze what happened, was I right, was I wrong, have they changed something, have they approached systems in a different way, uh, how they're building up, how they're defending, I know there, there's so many ways mm -hmm. and uh, things to, to analyze games, but yeah, there's always a, a purpose uh, to understand what the teams, how they're structured, how they're building up in, in the build-up, in the middle uh, of the pitch, in the final third, there's always there's teams that they, for example, they build out like 4-2-2-2 two, two, two. In, the, in the middle of the pitch. They will go with a 3-plus-2-plus-3-plus-2. Then in the final third, they will do another completely different thing. So it's super interesting, you know, to, to understand how, how coaches uh, work, uh, what is their methodology, what the, the, their beliefs are. Some are, some are more defensive, some are mm -hmm. more um, offensive-minded, uh, some are more medium block. So it's just um, fantastic to see and to, to analyze. But yeah, it's a lot of work, yeah. You are here at London Colony, back at Arsenal. I'm sure a lot of Arsenal fans will be delighted to see that. But you're back working with Jack Wilshere as well. You guys played together and he cited you as a role model, how you were there to give him a hand, to give him advice. If we flip that, you come here working with him now. What are some of the insights you gain from working with him in a, in a coaching capacity? Well, um, I'm very thankful uh, of Jack to help me, you know, uh, doing this process uh, that is so important for me. Obviously, he's already passed uh, this stage. He knows what I'm going through, so he's been really helpful. And what I like about Jack is the, how everything is organized in his mind and the structure that he's got for every single um, training session for games. Now we're just analyzing the game they played at the weekend and he's got a real picture in his head of what he wants to do. Obviously, it's not that easy for him because he's used to always to the pro football with uh, very good players around him. And here they are very good players, but they are very, they are very, very young as well. Mm -hmm. There's so much to, to learn in the football side, but also in the human side, how to try to teach them the right things, you know, the, the, the right thoughts in, in, in your head, the, the, the right behaviors that are so important to make it to the top. So he's just not coaching, you know, top professional players. He's coaching kids mm -hmm. that want to be professional players, you know, and they are very good, but still you need to focus also on the other part you know, um, of the game, which are, which are the behaviors and the mentality that you want to have to succeed at the football club or somewhere else as a, as a professional football player. So yeah, I'm delighted for him that he's doing really well. I think everyone is very happy with him and working um, for him as well. And uh, I wish him always the best. Last time we spoke, you emphasized how player is always the most important in a team. Mm. Um, and based on what the situation requires, the player should make that decision. People won't have the same decision-making processes as yourself because you were one of the best in the world at it. Can you teach better decision-making, for instance, when you're here today working with that? 
Under I believe you can teach everything and you can learn about everything. Mm -hmm. I'm still learning things at 36, well, nearly 36 years old. Um, there's a, always a, a process, especially for, for young kids like uh, Jack is going through now. But yet yeah, it's all about, for me, what I didn't have before when I was younger and I started to have in the bit later stages of my career is that the video analysis. And the video analysis is very good because players will always pay attention when they see themselves mm -hmm. being coached and being, you know, uh, taught things, you know, on the video, on the screen, because they are seeing themselves and they pay more attention than if not you're just talking about another team or the opponents. Players love watching themselves be corrected by watching themselves doing the wrong or the right thing on the screen because you're saying, oh, this is me. So when you see yourself, straight away your mind switches on much more. And I think this is what uh, a lot of coaches are trying to do now um, and get players get it you know, a little bit faster because they, they pay more attention. If you start doing video sessions of set pieces or opponents for half an hour every mm -hmm. day, there's a moment because I can see and, and with a lot of uh, teammates, you can see after 10 minutes, 15 minutes, they switch off and all the information you're giving them, it's just, it goes through one ear and it, mm -hmm. it straight away, it goes uh, away from the other. So yeah, you have to pay attention to, to many, many details. But I agree with you, the players are the ones that make the difference. Can you teach them 100%? The coach is there to teach, to, to approach certain things that you want to do, to do certain patterns. But you could be doing the best and see that the player is doing really well in the week. But if during the weekend the opponent changes for, an, for, for example, you're planning to attack against a back five. Okay, you're the whole week because this team always plays with a back five and working on this pattern then that weekend the other coach decides to change for no reason and plays 4-3-3 and they are putting pressure they're attacking or defending in a different way that you have planned the whole week the coach needs or can affect at half time or from the side you know shouting but it's very very difficult mm -hmm. you know so you as a player need to have the capacity and the intelligence you know, to, to occupy different spaces that you worked on or attack different spaces. And this is what I mean by the intelligence of, of the player, because the coach can control certain things. But when you are on the pitch, you are your own boss and you are your own team and you are 11 players that need to do the right thing to win a football game. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not exactly the same thing that you have practiced during the week. It changes. Right. You know, and nowadays this is what I mean when you give a lot of automatisms to the players and you are always trying to change um, to what the other team is doing, you lose focus on what you want your team to do week in, week out. And then every time there is a little switch or twist into the game, the players get blocked and mm -hmm. don't know what to do. This is, why I, this is why I always say that the player, you need to show them a few things that you want to do as a coach and as a team collectively, individually, but the player need to identify always every action of the game, what's best for the team. When you see that I'm coming to the, with the ball, you need to give solutions. Because here we are playing well, it's good, but what are you going to do? Come deep here, bam, you can play third man, then we can switch again, or you can make a turn and shoot, but it's all about the time, but we need you as well. Could not mention the fact that we're calling in, there's a certain other Spaniard in a managerial capacity who's having a, a monumentous impact on the club. Um, you obviously got the coaching aspect of it, but 
what he does so well also is the how to motivate people, how to unlock the potential, how to create a culture for yourself when you enter into it. Is that something that happens intuitively or is there a certain template, a set of values that you kind of would look to go into and then create a culture, if you understand what yeah, I'm getting at? Yeah, 100%. I think Mikkel has done extremely well coming to a football club in a moment, in a period that you know was, was very low after, obviously, Arsene so many years and everyone getting so used to, 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 to his things mm -hmm. and to his methods. But um, like you mentioned, uh, I think the main uh, objective of, of a coach is to motivate the players that they are the best and that you want to do the best things with them. And two, actually, after is where you go to the football pitch, you know, and, and, and the training session, and this is where you want to teach them how you want your football to be played. But outside from it is about motivations, having the right behaviors, creating uh, a training ground where everyone wants to be there. I've been in teams that you know, session starts at 10.30, finishes at 12, at 12.15, they're gone, you know. And I think this is what also Mikkel wants to to apply, and I think he has done fantastically well, that everyone stays here as a full job, full-time job, you know. People live at 3, at 4, and they take care of themselves, and they, they eat well, and they recover well, and they prepare well for the next day to go again. And that's, that's vital, and I think... Um, Little details, as I said before, are the ones that at the end of the day make make the big difference, especially at the top end of football. Thanks a lot. No Appreciate problem. it. Thank you.